What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll. I am again without Polly on this Thursday's episode, but we do have Zach Tompkins stepping in for him nicely to finish our discussion about the Carolina Hurricanes uh, with their forward core and what to expect from them this year and if they're really, truly contenders or not. So definitely stick around and listen to that. But first, I have to tell you about DraftKings. Football is right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing has the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. And get a free shot at a million, at a million top prize for your, with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-DEAL-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. We'll we'll see. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, well, let's move on to something that's a little bit somewhat more solid. Um, the, The forward court, which is quickly shaping up to be quite explosive and fun to watch. The Hurricanes have been playing a very fast I mean you know I hate to say fast because it's like that word is so played out nobody really knows what the true definition of fast is like uh, in hockey at least that's how I feel Um, but you know I mean Sebastian Ajo has proven himself to be a true superstar in the league you've got the Tara Vinen Niederreiter combo there Um, Svechnikov you know he's right on Ajo's coattails you've added that you know I mean you've had Trocheck, who, mm-hmm. while he's getting a little older, has has been a proven scoring asset. You know, Jesper Fast too. I mean, well, he was with uh, Jersey, right? Jersey drafted him. Uh, yeah. Well, he was with uh, the Rangers. Oh, okay. The Rangers. Yeah, at least, my bad. At least right before. I mean, maybe yeah. he was with Jersey before. That. I don't know. And then you've got um, a you know hard nosed guy in Martinuk, and I mean yeah. the the veteran leadership of Stepan. Uh, Nietzsche. I mean, I look at this and, and these are guys that I don't think the, um, casual hockey fan knows about, but I think that, uh, if, if you took a real, like, 
you know, if you went to Jay Fresh's Twitter page, shout out Jay Fresh, uh, and yeah. and got player cards from all of these, you'd see a lot of blue. So, you know, walk yeah. us through that, man. I mean, I agree. And I think that a lot of people don't know a lot of these guys, um, you know, other than the guys at the top, because they play for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think that that's changing. I think that the Hurricanes are becoming a nationally marketable team. I honestly think the league does them a complete disservice and the television deals do them a complete disservice, like, there are not many more teams last year that were more fun to watch than the Carolina Hurricanes. Sure. And the games that they put them on TV are against, like, the Blackhawks, who aren't <laughs> good. Like, it wasn't good hockey because, like, the Blackhawks are just trying to, like, shut stuff down to do their best to try to win because they know they're not good enough. Right. I they're mean, playing they, for they, overtime they, from puck drop, yeah. basically. I mean, play me back some of those games that the Hurricanes played against the Lightning when it was just strength on strength. I mean, they were some of the best games of the season. Yeah, so, no, no. We, we, that's a completely different conversation. Like right. the, the league does not market this team the way they should because they are a very good team and they do have tons and tons of market. I mean, look at the Hurricanes Twitter like blows up constantly because the team knows how to market themselves. The right. league just doesn't know how to market the team because for whatever reason. And then you get people's conceptions of what you know hockey in the South is. I mean, I go to Raleigh. And just look around. You won't see. You won't walk anywhere downtown without seeing hurricane stuff up. There's the entire the biggest street with all the nightlife downtown. Every lamp post has hurricanes flags. Like, you know, I mean, everyone talks about the team all year long. Like, it's it's popular. I don't I don't have to. I don't think about what other people think about the team because I was there. Like, I know. You know. Right. I don't, it's, and and how quickly that aren't as popular. And how quickly do do um. You know, hockey fans in general forget that, and I think his Caps fans were guilty of it too because they were the Southeast Division punching bag for so long, right? Um, yeah. But the, uh, I mean, the Hurricanes won a cup, dude, with yeah. Ron. I mean, well, wait, I think Francis was, he was out by that time, but he was uh, out. They went to the finals with Francis, and then yeah. a couple of years later, they won with Brenda Moore. Yeah, with Brenda Moore. And I mean, I loved that shit. I loved, I thought, bro, yeah. I mean, I will forever respect Rod Brindamore. He was so hard nosed, but he could also finish. He never, he never, I mean, he never didn't finish a check, which is what I also loved about him. And he would throw. I mean, you can't ask for much more. I mean, good, a great bridge from old, from pre lockout hockey to post lockout hockey. He was like that perfect yeah. player. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but we are in 2021, so we won't, we won't get too emotional and romantic about that. I mean, Tell us about uh, who should we be looking out for? I mean, like I said, you know, obviously Sveshnikov, who just signed like a really like that is a pretty team friendly deal because that's for eight, isn't it? Certainly could be. Yeah, Yeah. it's for eight. I mean, yeah, I think it's a good deal. I think that I think that it's just proof that this kid wants to be here. Like he doesn't want to. He struggled a little bit last season. And I mean, when I say struggle, he was still, you know, in a normal season, he's on pace for, you know, 60, 70 points, which right. If that's struggling. Yeah. yeah, if he's if twenty-one. If that's so. yeah, exactly. If that's you struggling, like I mean, you're pretty damn good. So <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be just fine. I think that, but I think that the contract stuff, like you know, messes with your head when you, when I'm telling you, if you know this guy at all, like he is just a good kid. Like he is just, I don't even know how to. I can't even do it justice. Like just describe. You just you would have to just see, just watch videos of his interviews. Like he's just a. He's just like a good kid, you know. Oh, so he's now you know Svechnikov. That's that's now I got, do, yeah, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I have his phone number. We talk every other with. He texts. Yeah. He texts yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. He texts me in Russian all the time. I just pretend that I know. I just go, yeah, man. I just send him the <laughs> thumbs up. I don't know what he's saying, but 
But yeah, I mean, I think that the contract year definitely like messed with him. I think that it was obvious he was like, I just want to sign something. Obviously, his agent knows what he's worth, um, but he was willing to do that long deal and just say, you know, maybe I outplay this, but I just want to be here. And I think this is a fair amount and I'm good with it. And wow. I think that it's a high, high, high probability we look back on that contract as a team-friendly one. Um, so, I mean, there's obvious choices for who to watch out for in the Ford group. Like, Ajo is all, obviously always going to be up there. I mean, there have been few Fords in the NHL. I mean, people were going to laugh at me when I say this, but if you really look at the stats, like, there have been few Fords in the NHL more consistent in production than Sebastian Ajo over the past, like, four seasons. I'd I agree mean, with that. When you, yeah. When you take away the, like, McDavid, McKinnons, Ovechkins of the world, like, the guy is in that next tier of, like, star players that are putting up, you know, at least a point per game. Like, he's done it every every year. And it's not like he hasn't had slides. Like, I mean, multiple times in the past five years, he would have stretches where he didn't score for, like, the first 15 games. But then he still scores 30 in the season. And it's like he's always going to – he's always just going to make it happen because that's just who he is. Like, he's just a – he's one of the most competitive people you can ever talk to. Like, he's just – He's going to do what it takes to, to get better, and, and he knows that he's always like he can always go up. So like he's just he's he's gonna be set. He's gonna be right. fine. And this kid is only so twenty four, and he's a center. Yeah, yeah, and he's a damn good center. And people right. didn't think that he was, including his own head coach, didn't think that he he would pull that off, and he did. And I mean, he's an accomplished penalty killer. I mean, he's a very sound two way guy. Like he just he just does it all. Like you can't find a guy. Like I mean. Anyone would have been would have loved to draft him in the first round. The Hurricanes got him in the second round. Just a crazy steal. Yeah. So I mean, he's always going to be a. You, you're always going to have to watch him. Every team's going to game plan for him. Svechnikov's another one, obviously. Teravainen, um, who was hurt most of last year, hopefully he comes back. But he's always consistent too. I mean, you can pretty much expect you know 40, 50 assists a year from him. And I mean, the dude doesn't like shooting the puck, but man, he's got a rocket. Like he'll score too. So I mean, he's another guy that hovers in the area of a point per game pace um and then when you kind of go from there i mean you've got guys like nino niederreiter who have been mostly good but sometimes inconsistent like two years ago he had a pretty rough year and then last year he had a ridiculous year he put up 20 goals in a shortened season yeah i know Um, i had him on my fantasy team and uh he fucked me (laughs) really yeah Yeah, a couple years ago (laughs) he'll do that but then the next year he'll kill it, you know. So right. I'm hoping he doesn't have another dip. I'm hoping that he can maintain. Um, I, he's kind of a wild card to me, um, but a guy who can consistently put up and has consistently put up 20 goal seasons. Like you can't have enough of those guys, right? Sure. And then you've got guys like Vinny Trocheck, who I mean, another guy who has had ebbs and flows, but for the most part last year was just unreal. I mean, everything that I was hoping for when they got this guy and more. I mean, he was. You just you watch him skate and just the way he handles himself, and it's just immediately a person you look at live and you go like, "Oh, that guy's good." Like that right. guy with the puck right now, he's obvious. <laughs> I could know nothing about hockey, and I'd be like, "That guy's fucking good at what he does." <laughs> like he just, he just you can see the skill just floating around him. Like you just know he's good, and, and he has like his moments where he just doesn't put it all together. But man, when he's on, he is he is definitely a solid top six center that any team again would love to have. So. Another guy you you hope there's a lot of like hopefully they continue that like I don't they haven't done it consistently enough to be like a sure thing like Aho is a sure thing to me, Teravainen mm-hmm. is a sure thing to me like uh, Trocheck I don't know hopefully can do at least close to that Svechnikov hopefully can get back to and keep going growing and then you've got guys like Marty Natchez who um, 
are definitely on the come up. Like, I think you could see him as another guy who is in the point per game pace in the next year or two. Like, if I had to pick one player that I was like, if you don't really watch the Hurricanes and you're wondering, like, hey, how can I, like, impress my friends that know hockey by looking back and be like, I'm telling you guys, watch this guy. He's going to be good. And they're like, I don't even know who that is. And then he turns out to be, like, an all-star. Like, that's the guy. I'll give you that piece of information. If I had to pick an unknown in general on the team, um, I would say Marty Natchez. Like, the kid's going to consistently put up 60 to 70 points minimum he is an unbelievable skater he has the best hands on the team which i mean we you just went through the list of the other guys on the team so that's pretty impressive sure and uh the shot and the passing are spot i mean the, the kid's a complete package offensively he's working on his defensive game and he's improved immensely another guy who i think has a really good attitude like he's just he definitely can put it all together and be I mean, maybe he has potential to be the best player on this team. Like, he definitely wow. does. I don't know that that will ever come to fruition, but it's definitely in the potential um, that he could he could end up being like a 90 to 100-point guy if he really can put it all together. You're saying Nietzsche, Nietzsche is, uh, is this way? He definitely has the potential. Like, wow. again, that's probably like a 20% chance of happening. Like, it's yeah. doubtful, but... <laughs> He definitely has the he has the skill set if he can just put it all together and, and be a good two way guy and be able to play against anyone and, and maybe get a little stronger. You know, he's another young he's like twenty, I think, turning twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two, yeah. Oh, that's right. He yeah. But but I mean that's the crazy part is that we're like talking about like twenty five on this team's fucking yeah. old man. Like it's uh, old. Yeah. yeah. They're established. Uh, right. I, and um uh, obviously, from the flip end, we're the, the Caps are the oldest team in the fucking league. So everybody, you know, we're, everybody already knows like our team. But I mean, to your point, and and not only that, you have RFA rights to him after this year. Yeah. So and he's making like eight hundred k, eight hundred sixty three. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, you've got to like you've just got to capitalize on that. You know, it would have been right. nice if they could have capitalized on it last year when they had. Svechnikov had Natchez making entry level deals. I mean, like, gotta capitalize on that at some point. So hopefully sure. they can do it. Okay, and then so let's let's talk about the the hot button news, right? And so this uh, yeah. is so dramatic, which I like, uh, and I think that a lot of hockey fans like. I know hockey Twitter's all about it. Just Barry Kotkaniemi. Um, yep. Now this guy, I think he's what he's a Finnish player. Um, yes. And he's only 21. Again, RFA status. Now, he accept he he's going to be a hurricane next season. Is that correct? We'll see. I mean, right. I don't know. When's this coming out? Tomorrow? Uh, no, this will come out uh, Monday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we might know by then. Then, if it's official, I don't. I think that happened Monday, right? This yeah. Past Monday, as we're recording mm-hmm. this, so they have a week. I mean, I, I'll tell you that they put the Hurricanes put them in a very, very rough spot. Like, if <laughs> either way, they're screwed. Like, they either lost this guy that they drafted third overall, or like, I mean, they they're going to be screwed cap wise. It's going to completely ruin everything because if they match that offer, he's getting paid six million, and when they qualify him, that's going to have to be their qualifying offer for the next right. year. Six million. The Hurricanes, <laughs> I think their goal would be to, if they get him, obviously that's a gross overpayment, right? Like we can all agree that this was maybe not primarily done, but definitely a large portion of this motivation was to just fuck over the Canadians. Like, right. The and why? Like, tell, tell, tell Caps fans why that well, is. Well, so, I mean, if you, if you've paid attention over the last few years, you know that the Canadians kind of broke the big offer sheet 
thing that was, you know, this inside rule that GMs have that, like, they don't do that because they don't want someone else to do it to them. Right. The Canadians said, like, well, we don't care. We'll do it. And they offered Sebastian Ajo a pretty friendly contract as far as offer sheets go. Like, at the end of the day, I think it was Sebastian Ajo's agent who has connections with uh, Mark Bergevin was like, sign this. Like, he will sign this. And then he knew the Hurricanes are going to match this because it's a good deal. They're not going to let him go for $8 million. The kid's a star, you know? Right. Um, but he, he got the contract he wanted. And people, the argument was like, oh, well, they f- they front-loaded it. So, you know, oh, the Hurricanes won't be able to afford it because they're too cheap of a team. And Tom Dundon was like, okay, we'll see about <laughs> that. I just, I just bought a football league and then folded it and, you know, two months like i think that he's doing fine with his cash you know um but it was a pretty big deal and it was a it was a rift between the fan bases it was it was fun i guess to just you know go back and forth with a bunch of canadians fans on twitter um but like yeah i mean it was a it was a big deal so fast forward and now you're you know i mean i don't know if you can call him a star but he's definitely a young guy with some potential is up for his you know his entry-level deals done he's an rfa and what do the Hurricanes do? They they put an offer sheet in, but they they don't put a team friendly one. They put one where it's like, I don't know if you can match this. Like if the Canadians would have offered twelve million for Aho, the Hurricanes might have to been like, well, we'll take the draft picks, and right. it's gonna fuck fuck. But hopefully those draft picks can replace that guy. Um, you know, the Hurricanes would have to give up a first and a third, which again is an overpayment for that player to me. And the only way it really works out is if they can extend him before the end of the season to a hit lower than that six mil. If they have to, if they get to the end of the year and they got to qualify him on that offer, which he can just hold out if he wants to. And if they want to retain his rights in any way, shape or form, they have to offer him six million again. And right. if they don't, then he can just walk uh, as an unrestricted free agent and sign with whoever. So, I mean, the power is in his hands too. I would think though, if he's signing that deal, he wants to come play for this team um and that he you know is interested in doing some sort of extension and knowing the team's not going to offer him like three years at six million like they're not stupid right but there's a ton of finnish players in the hurricanes the kid doesn't speak french like montreal would be a tough hockey city to live in if you if you just are that far out culturally and like you know i think he's gotten a lot of flack they've scratched him in the stanley cup finals like I don't think they've handled his development all that well. I don't even think they're putting him in a position to really succeed with the way they play and the way he's meant to play. I think he fits the Hurricane system way better than he fits the Canadian system. And, right. I mean, I don't really know where he fits. To me, that's like a second or third line winger. I think he's much more suited at this point of his career to be a winger. I think it was fucking stupid of them to just throw him at center. Like, he's going to be able to just put that all together. Like, it's incredible. The Canadians do that shit all the time. I mean, look at Druin. Look at Druin. I mean, he's the most recent example. Uh, And you you reference, you know, not being able to speak French would be hard to play in Montreal. Uh, It's hard to play in Montreal as a Canadian. Period. You know, yeah. period, right? They're they're basically like the New England Patriots of hockey, though they don't they, without, without the, the winning. Yeah, without the <laughs> yeah. winning, right? It's just so much worse yeah. because it makes it worth it if you're winning all the time. But, right, because yeah. it's just misery yeah. loves company at that point. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, well, what do you think his RFA deal is going to look like? Like four or five for three? I mean, I think like three is oh, more wow. in the in the fair. I mean, I don't know what he'll take. At the end of the day, if if you can get him for a year and he walks away, I think it was kind of like a petty thing to screw over another team <laughs> and lose a first rounder. Um, but I don't know. I, th- they have to. I will just say that the Hurricanes aren't stupid. They make pretty smart moves in general. 
mm-hmm. there's no way they don't have you know a plan for this right like, i think that they they have a pretty good idea that this kid will be willing like that he wants to come here also we have to pause and talk about the fact that the pettiness isn't over because not only did they sign that they offer this guy after the canadians offer sheeted ajo a few years ago but they also released a press statement that was word for word the same thing that mark bergevin said yes when they <laughs> saying something along the lines of like He's a good young player, and he sees us as a team on the rise, and he wants to come play here. And like that was a, sh- that was an absolute sham when it came to Sebastian Ajo. I mean, Canadians fans bought it hook, line, and sinker. But it was right. very- Sebastian Ajo even said in interviews like, "Hey, I literally just want to play for the Hurricanes. Like, I only want to play for him. Like, I appreciate Montreal, and I appreciate the fact that they wanted me. But like, it was never my intention to leave this team. I always wanted to sign here." Right. Kakanami has not said that. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> I truthfully don't think he believes that. I think that if he had to pick between, yeah, a team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I think we can all agree, like, it was a bit of a fluke, right? Right. I mean, I mean we're talking COVID Cup times here. No disrespect, but it's just such a different year. Like, this team probably would not have made the playoffs if it wasn't for the realignments and stuff like that. So, whatever. I'm not trying to throw shade. I think Montreal's a good young team. I think that they have good pieces. They may very well be successful in the next few years, but they're not in the same position the Hurricanes are in. So you're right. talking about going to a, a more established team with a younger in, core. In a, a tougher core that, division. Guys that you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A core of guys that you know, like he knows Aho, he knows, t- like they're all Finnish, you know, these guys have roots that go back to, at a certain point, if you're around the same age as another high-end Finnish player, like you've probably played at least in leagues with them at some point, like you've probably spoken, you have a rapport with them, like you're going to feel more comfortable in a locker room where half the guys speak your native language. Like sure. literally like there's like six or seven finished players in the hurricanes organization that are like notable. Yeah. So, I mean, it would definitely, it's like Finland South over there in Carolina. So <laughs> I think that he truthfully does want to be there. Oh, and the other spicy part of the story is that they, the signing bonus on that deal was $20, which <laughs> is the, happens to be the number that Sebastian Ajo wears. So just a quick, like, you know, little middle finger to to the halves, which is just like, to me, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun. Sports yeah. supposed to be fun. This is the type of petty that. that you like. You know, this it's is great. the. This it doesn't hurt great. anyone, sure. especially not the player. I mean, I right. saw people in Montreal arguing that it was bad for the player. I'm like, this guy's going to get paid six million dollars next year, no matter what happens. All right. It is not bad for him. He is right. like, I. He just won the lottery. Like, right. he's either going to go back to the team that wants him and obviously is trying to invest in him in their future, which is good, and he gets grossly overpaid, or he goes to a new team that he obviously had interest in going to because he signed a deal that was, like, definitely on the cusp of, like, my team definitely has a choice not to agree to this, and, like, they probably shouldn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know where the arguments come from that it was like, a, oh, now it's not cool that we did it just because you did it in a dumb way. Like, if you're going to go, if you're going to offer sheet a player – obviously a a player that that team wants they just drafted this kid three years ago third overall so if you're going to offer him something that they're going to walk away from it better be high sure don't offer to a guy a very fair deal they're just like (laughs) thank you you did the negotiating for us now we're going to match it and we don't have to think about this anymore like you did us a favor honestly like no i don't don't know what to make of it yeah and i mean for for six million dollars i need a dc bump shit um, yeah. you know, he, he's going to go play for the Carolina Hurricanes. Make me a healthy scratch all year, you know? Yeah. I don't care. Make it six million a year. It's fine with me. Right. 
So, I, I mean, it's interesting because I really think that the, the Hurricanes are going to come out on top here. And this was all because uh, – and you know what? You know who you really have to give it up to is the agents, right? Ahu's yeah. agent. Uh, and, hey, maybe they have the Finnish connection there. Maybe they, maybe this was planned, dude. Like maybe they're like, all right, let's stir the pot. Let's see if we can get some <laughs> some bullets flying uh, over they're the like, bow. In two more years, this is going to be an insane story. Just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, by all accounts, it may. Ha- I mean, it looks like it's pretty favorable that uh, Kotkaniemi is going to be playing for the Hurricanes. Who knows what actually happens. Um, but that does leave the Hurricanes with literally zero projected cap space. Now, when that happens, uh, you look at it, and I mean, you know, the 22 draft year is very strong for the Hurricanes as well. I mean, you have a, you have two third rounders, you have two six rounders, you know, I mean, you have all of your picks retained. I mean, you have bargaining chips here when it comes to the free agency side of things. From a cap, if, if you're just looking at a cap friendly webpage here, it looks like the Hurricanes are all in. Am I mistaken? I mean, it's if if that player joins their roster, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it you would see on paper that they'd be over the cap. There's plenty of things they can do to easily get below it. They also there's like a looming situation with Jake Gardner. It's it's like from what I've heard, you know, the team wants him to get surgery because they're like you can't play at this level. Like this injury is hampering you, and he's like, I yeah. don't want to get surgery, and they're like, well, then you like. You're, you're not effective right now. Like you right. need to go get surgery to get back to playing. So I think there's a disagreement there. Like whether or not he goes on LTIR because of that, I don't know. But obviously that allows you to go four plus million, whatever he. I think it's like four point close to four point five even um, above the cap. So I mean you can use that. You know they're always pretty crafty with what they do throughout the year, managing money so that they have as much deadline cap space as possible. Um, but if this is the roster, I mean, I have fears. But I mean, in general, I think it's a good team. I mean, you just look at the top, and it's good. I, I before this offer sheet, everyone was in agreement that team looks pretty solid. They're missing a top six fort to be to to compete with the Tampas of the world. You know, like they've consistently been behind the. I don't know that it's the same level, but Boston from a few years ago. I mean, the Hurricanes lost them back to back years. Like they just couldn't get over that hump um and then it was tampa like it's just these super elite teams that are you know really really they're always contenders like it's it's hard to compete with them if you're going to you have to have a team that's as deep as they are like the hurricanes top six is good um but you would love to have you know another really really solid score or something in the mix and and bump one of those you know a top six guy playing on your third line is not a bad thing especially when you can roll four lines and you know, just score on any defense that's out there. So right. I don't know. It's going to depend on if Kotkaniemi does come over. Like, how does he do? I don't know. He didn't have a great last year. Like, I don't, it's again, not a sure thing by any means. Another thing you just have to wait and see. Um, I think that he slots on the wing when, if he does play. I think he, I think they try him in the top six, you know, to play yeah. with some of these guys and just see where the chemistry lies. Cause I think that Montreal was playing more of a defensive based. Uh, you know, system with their forwards, and I just don't think this kid is very good at doing that. I sure. think that if a guy like Marty Natchez were to go over to a system like that, I don't think that he would thrive either. The Hurricanes play a very run and gun, like, hey, you need to cover defense, but like we take risks because yeah. that's what scores goal. You know, like right. 
weird when you think about the fact that Rod Brendamore is like a defense first guy. But he is very forward about like if you're a defenseman and you think pinching is the right move, like you all have the green light to do it. Like you need to be smart about it, but like don't be afraid to take chances to score goals. Like that's what this team does. So to me, that that allows guys to live up to their potential a little easier. Um, yeah, and he has you know, Hamilton did so well. Yeah, and Brendan Moore has the luxury of having a stable, fully young, explosive guys who are creative, right? So I think that he right. realizes that, which is. Uh, Almost a skill in itself as a coach to be able to let go and let the, let the guys kind of be free. Um, and I guess that that's a great segue into last time we talked or probably the first time we ever talked. We had thought maybe Rod Brindamore was just this guy who's going to pump publicity hype, uh, and be a interim coach for when they actually wanted to win, which would have been about this year from the timeline that we were talking. Cause you know, it's been like a year and a half since I've talked to you, probably more, almost two. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're, you were OG on, on the hockey podcast network. One of the, one of the original members is I am too. Yep. Um, and that was when we were talking about this because at that point, you know, the, the quote unquote, uh, caps rivalry was in caps and canes rivalry <laughs> was heating up. Um, which yeah. I'm honestly hoping to see more of this year, but I, I, I think so, that, yeah. you know, honestly, just a quick, uh, tangent here. I'm, I don't, I think that the hurricanes present a lot of problems for the caps. They're explosive. They're not pussies. Um, at least up and down the lineup, you know, they've got their tough guy. Um, they have a solid defensive core who's athletic, you know, uh, the caps can pick apart stay at home type teams, um, right. which they've done with the Islanders, but they can't, I don't think that they have a much harder time with like a, um, mobile defensive unit against uh, a team who's going to pressure them and have the confidence and scanning ability to push them out into the perimeter. Because we'll, you know, if you've ever seen the capitals play, if we get a little too, uh, people up in our grill, too many people up in our grill, we'll stay on the perimeter and try to snipe. And that rarely works out well for us anymore. You know, um, Ovi's Ovi and Carlson and, and, you know, the other, the other guys on the team don't, I don't think they think that the defense across the league has really evolved to like cut down perimeter shots going in. But along with that, if we're not going to make teams and goalies move, it's really, it's really still tough to, to score in the NHL. Um, but you know, and we've talked about it a little bit, you know, sprinkled in through this podcast, but like, you know, Rod Brindamore, man, I thought he was going to be like just a figurehead until it was time. And then they're going to dump him and get some established coaches. You know, you want to talk about voodoo and, and ridiculous, uh, ancestral relationships of like how coaches are. I mean, the, the average lifespan of a coach is what in the NHL two and a half years. And, you know, that included back in the day, like, the Lindy Ruffs who were there for like 20 years. Right. So that's crazy. But, um, you know what? Brindamore is like, what on his like fourth or fifth year, right? This will be his fourth year he's going into. Yeah. And I mean, coming off a Jack Adams award too. Like, you know, the the thing with Tom Dundon will literally sell his, all his homes before he lets Rod Brindamore go. Like if Rod Brindamore, the only thing that is stopping Rod Brindamore from coaching this team is Rod saying, I really just want to step aside I've done my part, like, I've put people in place who can carry on, but, like, I gotta, I gotta take a break from this. Cause I, I do think it's, it's, it's a grind for him. Like, you can tell. He's like, Ugh, I love these guys and I love doing this for them and I want this team to win and that's why I'm here. But, like, at a certain point, he's gonna be like, 
it's just it's I don't want to do I don't want to do this anymore, you know. <laughs> right. So I mean, and and I mean, I I, I whenever I think of Rod Brindamore, it's always like shirt off, um, <laughs> next to Lindros, and I'm like, man, dude is just insane. fucking cock diesel jacked. It's insane. <laughs> and he still is terrified. He is. I know yeah. bigger than most of the guys on the team by yeah. like a lot. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's a scary it, dude. And it, yeah, and it's tough to go up to your coach and be like, you know, coach, I'm I'm tired, I can't lift that, and then he just like rips his shirt off and just throws up like fuck 50. Do you mean more. you're tired? Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> just he just looks at you and just power clings like 360, and you're like, all right, just kidding, I'm not fucking tired anymore. I'll go back on the treadmill, bud. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, he does the like the fitness evaluations that the players have to do to pass in training camp. He yeah. does those with the team. And he passes them, and he's oh not God. last. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, the dude. We talk a lot about it, but like, truthfully, the guy probably could put the skates back on and be like, not crazy impactful, but like, he could. He could play. Be doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be on a fourth line and make it happen. So, right. I say Rod Brindamore easily eats ten double digit minutes in the league today. Easily on probably. any team, yeah. he takes ten minutes down. You know, in a checking position. Uh, yeah. for, for this, for the 22, 21, 22 year. That's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. Uh, we were going up on an hour here. So first of all, thank you for, for coming on. But I mean, what's your, what's your outlook for the, you got, I'm, I'm making you put your nuts on the line here. <laughs> where, where are the hurricanes going this season, man? Uh, I think they're a playoff team for sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, going back to the, the traditional divisions it's gonna yeah. be well yeah where do they finish weird... in the division where do they let's start there regular season where do you think they finish in the division you know it's this is actually the toughest that's ever been for me to predict that because yeah. last year i didn't watch these teams play you know i mean right. the season was so compressed these guys were playing every day to two days and right. so like I, I can't watch hockey every 10 seconds yeah so the breaks i take i don't really i didn't really get to see the other divisions that much so like I, I couldn't even tell you who's the best team in the metro like i would have a guess but i'm like i didn't really watch them last year so i don't, I don't really know what to well it's what the caps think. obviously but i mean i think the caps the penguins uh you know the islanders i think all those teams and to an extent maybe the flyers like kind of on the fr- i think all those teams are always going to compete every year the yeah. wild cards will be like the rangers I mean, I think the Devils are still going to be bad, but they're probably going to be better. And then Columbus, like, I don't know. Who knows? Columbus just seems like another team that's either going to – you're going to be like, yeah, they're last. Of course they're last. We all knew they were last. Or it's like, oh, they made the playoffs, and no one thought that was going to happen. You know what right. I mean? So I think the Hurricanes end up in the top three. I, I, It's a crapshoot, man. There's a lot of really good teams in this division. So, I mean, even if they have a great year, it wouldn't surprise me if they finished – third or something like that i mean i'm expecting maybe like a second place would be my wow. hope you know i think i would hope i hope for first like that's right. the goal i think they can do it but if i'm putting like the best odds i think maybe the best odds that they finished you know second third i hope top three though and then you know there it's going to be no matter what a tough run in the playoffs it doesn't matter what team you get like it's going to be a grind from the start so sure the division is a freaking mess yeah so i mean do, do you think they have it in them to, to – so, again, like we go back, it looks like from the cap friendly and the way they're spending money that they're going for a push for the cup. 
mm-hmm. are you on board or do you think it's too early or too late or no i think they can win i think they're very much in their window um again you're gonna have to take advantage of these entry-level deals so these guys right. have good seasons um i mean luckily you've got I mean, you could name. Let me name the guys on team-friendly contracts. I think Sebastian Ajo because eight and a half for a guy that's putting up a point per game every. I mean, it's at least a very fair deal. Like he's definitely sure. not overpaid. You got right. Tavo Teravainen who's getting paid like five million a year, which is a mm-hmm. steal. You've got you know Natchez on an entry level, which is an absolute steal. You've right. got uh, Jacob Slavin gets paid like five and a half million a year, which is an insane. Like the the best bargain contract in the league, I think. And you've got Brett Pesci who gets paid like in the same realm, which again is a huge. So like at a certain point, you're going to need to capitalize on that because those are going to run out and then it's going to be a lot harder for you to put the same roster skill-wise on the ice. So I definitely think they can do it. I mean, the question marks are always going to be, it's new goalies. How will they do? I don't know. Neither does anyone else. Obviously, we've covered that pretty well. (laughs) It's a complete question mark. I don't care how good any goalie is. Like who knows how good they're going to be. Yeah. but I think this team obviously has the skill to do it. I think the defense got a lot better this year, which I think was their main problem last year. The defense was, um, you know, there was a lot of good offense coming from the defense, but there was a lot of actual defense that was missing consistently, mm-hmm. and the depth was rough. I mean, they had to put some guys in the third pair that were fringe NHL players, and you just can't do that if you're going to contend for a Stanley Cup. So I think that they're more of a contender this year than last year. Um, that's my initial thought. You know, we can talk again mid-season and see how that <laughs> how that shakes up because, I don't know, things tend to go the opposite way of how you're expecting. But I think they can definitely win a cup. And I think there's 10 teams out there that could win a cup. I think there's like three that have a really good chance. I don't know if the Hurricanes are quite to that level yet. That's just so hard. You, that takes a lot of luck to me. Like right. you, have to, you have to draft unbelievably well. You have to have guys on, you know, uh, really team-friendly deals that just fall into your lap and pr- outperform what you expected of them. Like, there's a lot of you have to have Andre Vasilevsky. You know, <laughs> like it's hard to compete with the Tampa's and the Colorados and the teams like that that like have a really good shot of winning pretty much every year that they have that roster. But I think that the Hurricanes are probably in that second tier of teams, much like the Capitals te- oh, seem yeah. to be pretty much every year. Like they they could they for the last ten to twelve years, like the Caps could win a cup. Like right. Whether or not it, it, they were absolutely serious contenders, like fluctuates based on the year and how other teams are performing. But like, there's plenty of teams. There's probably four teams in the Metro Division that could win the cup. Like, right. that you wouldn't. If the Islanders win, I'm not going to be like, I cannot believe that. I'm going to be like, well, it's about damn time they've you know been in <laughs> second place for like four years straight now. If the Penguins won, I would be pissed off. But I would be right. like, I mean, that doesn't <laughs> completely surprise me. You know, if the Hurricanes won, same thing. So, and there's just a lot of teams. It's going to be a tough. It's just going to be a competition, man. It's going to be it's going to be some fun hockey. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm looking forward to see the Rangers and the Hurricanes go at it, primarily because they're both pretty young, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like the the battle of the new kids. It's like getting the two freshmen in the locker room to like locker box, uh, <laughs> yeah. to be completely honest. Um, yeah. And then uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Hurricanes versus the Islanders just to see like how Barry Trotz adjusts his game plan to them. Uh, I am not looking forward to playing you. Uh, uh, that's for sure. Because I'm going to be honest, I think that the Hurricanes probably take the majority of the games in the regular season against the Caps. Uh, I think they're too explosive. Unless, uh, Lavi, you know, this is though first 
Lavi's first year with a camp. He's going to be able to. It's his roster yep. now. You know, we've made some changes. Anthony Mantha, yep. like you know, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. we're getting a little bit better defensively. But you know, I, I'm I'm not excited for it, though. I know that it's going to be a really good atmosphere and really good, uh, really good game to, to to watch. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, do you have do you have anything else to add before we, we let you uh, plug your plug your socials and where we can find you? Uh, I don't think so, man. It's gonna be a fun year. I'm excited to get back to a little bit of normalcy and like have a real season and have fans and not watch just empty arenas for most of the year because the end right. of last year was just insane, man. Yeah, packing, packing those stands and the playoffs with you know a sellout again was just like you really don't know what you have till it's gone and then you see it. It's like that was unreal. Like it takes right. you back to when the first time that ever happened. You know, yeah. um. It's funny that you say that you know you're not looking forward to the hurricane playing the hurricanes because like I don't look forward to playing the Capitals like I, it's just always seems to be tough and I just hate losing to the Capitals so inevitably <laughs> like they if will you do, lose you'll hear and about it pisses me off yeah it pisses <laughs> me off more than it does losing to other teams like if we lose to the Islanders I'm like whatever the Islanders are good but if right. we lose to the Capitals like I'm never gonna just be like well you know we I'm gonna always be like God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I just I don't know. I think I think that there it's gonna be all those top teams are really gonna kind of beat each other up, like just like they did. I mean, that's why none of the Metro teams were like had crazy records last year because they all beat right. the shit out of each other. Like it was it was like four really really elite teams that were just like beating each other back and forth. Like the yeah. Hurricanes and the Lightning just kind of got to like destroy everyone else in their division. You guys had to play, you know, the Islanders and the Bruins and the. Uh, flyers and all those teams that like are i mean they're good so yeah. it'll be fun absolutely absolutely man so so tell everybody it's in caps nation where where we can find you on, on social and whatnot uh you can follow me on twitter instagram it's at tompkins uh t-o-m-p-k-i-n-z um i put out some music every now and then you can look out for that you can find me on spotify too my name's zach tompkins um and you know look look for next season maybe there'll be a podcast back in the works you never know but if you follow me on those socials you'll know when that happens absolutely absolutely and that's that was the the canes train i know that you uh you rebranded a little bit and i love the i love the new logo so definitely yeah, hoping that, that you rejoin the uh the network as of when the when the puck first drops because uh you know, really like the podcast. You're definitely informed, and and I think that people could actually learn from you instead of our podcast, where we just get drunk and rant. <laughs> hey, dude, that's fun too. That's why I got to come on yours more because I would love to do that too. You know, sometimes I'm talking and I'm just like, God, I talk about so much serious stuff. Like I just want to talk about nothing. How that podcast was, I literally just talked about nothing for 30 minutes for my for me, and then I was like, you can literally skip this if you want. I'm going to do it for me because this is what I want to do. I want to talk about just stupid stuff. I don't want to talk about serious stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, the invite's open, man. We'll definitely have to collab again soon. Um, yeah, man. But again, thanks a lot, man. And uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, Caps fans, we hope you liked this. Uh, this will be two episodes, actually. You're getting the double epi treatment, by the way. Ooh, so, so yeah, it'll be a Monday and Thursday. We got Zach Tompkins all week. So, um, again, man, thanks a lot. And Caps fans, until next time, Hockey Troll Zach Tompkins here, signing off. Later. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly 
on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.